got a lot of podcasts to do over the next couple of days. Um, yeah. <laughs> I talked to Jessica about it because she tried to schedule something on Friday, but it was my only day in the office. I was like, dude, I, I, I there's some things I need to catch up on. So she's like, well, there's going to be a lot next week. I'm like, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's how it goes, that's how it yeah. goes. I, you know, I don't, I don't know what to, what to tell you. Well, what's nice is by having a really heavy week, second half of this week, and then in two weeks, it's spread out a, over more days, but it's kind of the same amount. Yeah. In two weeks from like the last week of June, then we have like the comfortable buffer to where it's like everything we do now is for two weeks from whenever mm-hmm. it comes out. And it's been really hard to get there at all yeah. up to this point this calendar year. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's good for the three of us, certainly, but also for like how we're bringing in other resources to work on different parts of this whole thing. We're a little more ahead. It's a little easier to ask other people to do it. I think my travel is going to start to change too. My schedule is going to start to change because I'm going to start, I guess, giving control of that over to media a little bit more. Rather As than, in where you're going? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just when, you know, it's, hey, I want to get out here, but then allow the team to kind of decide what makes sense, mm-hmm. the most sense from a scheduling standpoint. Chill and I talked about that a little bit last week, actually. Yeah. Because me just saying, um, I'm just doing this. So you guys figure it Book out. Book your travel to the same place. Well, and just in general, it's like, yeah. yeah, sorry, I'm gone these two weeks. It's just not, it's becoming not very effective for all the pieces that are involved now well and i think there's a part of that where i mean this makes sense that it's has been this way where you were still like the main point of contact in terms of the logistics of wherever you're going getting information from whoever you've been talking to Mm -hmm. like eventually like that's not sustainable especially because you know other people are going other people need to be planning for those things but i get why it's been that way because it's been that way yeah. You were the only person going for a long time. Well, in the logistics behind our trips, it's pretty gnarly. It's it's a lot, a lot of time invested on the mm-hmm. front end to make sure everything goes smoothly. It's and I don't appreciate how complex our trips really are, but they're they're gnarly. Mm-hmm. Some of these just the logistics on some of these, it's it's completely insane the things we do. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not jealous of uh all all the the, the folks who kind of make these trips happen, not even just the ones you go on, but really any of these like all content trips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are just are brutal and complex. It's just like, yeah, we're, how many places are you going this week? 12. <laughs> you know? Well, it's, it's crazy too. I mean, it's gotten to a point where if I'm in this, if I'm staying in the same place for two nights in a row, I'm like, that is sweet, man. Like, whoa, I can wake up one morning and not have to pack my bag. That is gravy. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's that bad. <laughs> now, are you are you somebody when you go to like a hotel or an Airbnb, Airbnb sometimes, do you like unpack your bag? I have a little routine. I don't, I don't unpack everything. I leave everything. I have little packing cubes. Oh, nice. Little bags with everything, but I'll take out. I set out what I need. That's a big thing I do is so it's like key to working out in the morning. Set your shit out at mm-hmm. night. Because you just wake up, there's no thought, okay, these are, this is the shirt I'm wearing, these are the shorts I'm wearing, these are the socks I'm wearing, my headphones are right there, boom, good to go. Yeah, there's something about that intentionality. Yeah, um, that so I lay everything out the night before. It reminds me, um, so my son is almost four years old, and he's now got like the ability to like 
wake up and let himself out of his room and like go to the bathroom and do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a little sound machine that can turn like different colors. That it's like when Sick. it turns a certain color and you can set what time it's going to do it, that's when you're allowed to leave your room. And if I let him be the person who wakes me up, I'm like feeling like dog shit and can't get my like life together in the morning. It's mm-hmm. just so slow. But it's like if I set my alarm five minutes before that, even I'm like up and going and shooting in the same way. It's like if if I'm really intentional about that, like starting my day, I have to have some sort of like, you know, thing I'm doing on purpose. It's a little easier to kind of get moving, even though it's only like a couple minutes difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. I, I got a, uh, I used to wake up with my phone. Now I got an alarm clock that you bring. Uh, no, I don't bring alarm trips. Yeah. I'm not. I was that, like, dang, not, man. Not that fancy. <laughs> um, but I, I have it in my room. So my phone's no phones in the, in my bedroom anymore. Good for you. Uh-huh. And it wakes you up kind of gradually with just like real soft music at first. Mm-hmm. And then it just gradually builds, gradually builds, gradually builds. It's fantastic. I, I do. I still use my phone for an alarm, but I, I've been really purposeful for like a couple of years now. I've got like a song that I know how it starts and it, it's quiet and it's never there's no drums. There's no guitars. Um, but it's like I feel like now my brain's so attuned to that song. Mm hmm. That like it doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be anything. It's still like, um, it's go time. It's go time. You know, yeah. it kind of does that subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. Morning routines. Super fun. You know, you've been on the road a good bit lately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did Pennsylvania yesterday. Did Maryland the day before that. Did DC the day before that. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what last week was. I guess last week was Colorado. Was it last? Yeah, last week was, was Colorado. That- Dang. Next week is... Last week was your week off, right? Yeah. Last yeah, week, okay. Yeah. Quote, unquote, off. Got it wasn't yeah. off. Mm-hmm. But, and then next week, I do Texas, Houston, and then, uh, where do I go? Boston, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and then Long Island. Keeps going, man. And then back up to New York for a wedding party. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Personal pleasure trip. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's pleasure. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Um, so in Colorado, what'd you do? I went to Carbondale, Colorado, which is where, so growing up, I, when my parents were together still, we would do kind of three things in the summer. I would spend some of the summer in Red Lodge, Montana, mm-hmm. which is currently underwater right now. Yeah. I want to ask you about that on the other podcast. Um, super just terrible, mm-hmm. terrible bummer. That's really been bummed me out. Um, so Red Lodge, Montana, with my my friend and his parents, they had a place up there. Mm-hmm. So my parents never came up there. It was always just it me was alone. Just okay. Yeah. So starting when I was six years old, they just put me on a plane by myself, sent me to Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would go to Carbondale, Colorado, which is about forty five minutes outside of Aspen, small little town. Beautiful, unbelievable. I had no idea how pretty it was because you don't really appreciate that when you're a kid. But just a beautiful area right under this mountain called Mount Sopris. Beautiful mountain. I mean, the, the prominence on it's remarkable. Um, so we would stay there and we had bought a property in a country club called Aspen Glen and we were going to build a house there, but we would rent a house. Sure. For the summers we'd up there. So my, my dad, my brother and I, we would drive the car up. It was like 12 hour drive. And it was a big deal uh, to, to, to get in the back of the car and you'd make the back, you'd, you'd put the seats down and you'd build like a fort in the back of the, back of the SUV. Yeah. 
Uh, you'd go Cracker Barrel. It was just awesome. <laughs> uh, so we, we would drive up there. Then my mom and sister would fly up. Yeah. And we'd spend a month or six weeks up there. Cool. And then we would spend a few weeks on the Cape in Cape Cod because that's where my mom grew up, Massachusetts. Oh, that's right. That's right. So we would spend some time out there. Nice. Yeah. So I went back to Carbondale because mm -hmm. um, the crazy thing is I haven't been to Carbondale since my parents were married. Good. Which was time. a long time ago, like 15 or so years ago, mm -hmm. 16 years ago. So quite wow. quite a while has passed. Mm -hmm. And it was wacky to go back. And I, I jumped a fence to get back into Aspen Glen because sure. it's a private club. And I ran the golf course, you know, the golf <laughs> course I grew up golfing on. Yeah. I'd walk in the clubhouse and it was empty because it was 545 in the morning. And just, you know, you kind of relive parts of your life like, whoa, I have. I've spent a lot of time. I forgot this place even existed. Mm -hmm. This is wild. So it was a really fun, it was a fun few days for me. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I did see you spent a little time in uh, some hot springs, mm -hmm. which is a good choice. Can't go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of hot springs in, in Colorado. So the water comes out at like 180 degrees. It's warmed by the earth, mm -hmm. geothermal. So it's, it's this water. It's really, really hot. You can't touch it or else mm -hmm. it'll burn you. And it comes out, seeps out of the mountains, and there's this one spot where there's a hot spring that feeds right into the river. And the river is really cold, you know, maybe 40-something yeah, degrees. Yeah, those are always cold. Yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> runoff. And it, 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 you, you kind of build up like this little hot tub around the hot spring and the cold pool to form this jacuzzi, essentially, with this cold water and hot water mixing together to form the perfect temperature. And it's a little imperfect because sometimes it's a little too cold or a little too hot and you kind of have to mess with it a little mm -hmm. bit, but it's, it's, uh, it's so cool. It's so, so cool. where you went and sat and like read that day, you kind of had to like make that a little bit. So it's already kind of there, but like you, people have been doing that, but it's been there for a hundred years yeah. and it was a big deal back in the day, this particular spot because, uh, it was like a defined hot spring, but then there was a lot of nudity. And so it was, Taken down because sure. the locals were like, you know, you know come yeah. on, guys. Um, Colorado, Colorado <laughs> things, you know. Yeah. Uh, now it's just kind of off the side of a small road, and you have to know what you're looking for to find it. Cool. Um, so no one is really ever there. I just hung out there by myself. That's pretty sick. It was awesome. It was super cool. Were you able to set aside time for like you, you used to have that kind of like that time for thinking and like being unplugged enough to think only big picture for a couple of days or did it feel like you were still kind of having to no not as much as i would have liked to yeah. which was kind of a bummer um but it's i just still need to focus on what's going on right now series a yeah we're just in a weird phase there yeah it's still not done and uh i mean it's getting to the end but it's not done until it's done yeah and i'm not trying to get into the mindset of oh it's almost done i can ease up a little bit i especially in marathons you know my the last three, four miles are typically by far my fastest. And that's because it's like, all right, it's go time. You know, the, and the, and the adrenaline um, shows up and, mm -hmm. and you know you're almost there and, and you want to go. Like, I'm going to give it everything I got. So we're kind of in that, I'm in that phase of, no, just keep your head down, keep focus, keep hammering, make it happen. And then you can chill for a sec. But until that happens, I don't think I'm going to be able to get away. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly still like a uh, keep the pedal down kind of move. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that makes sense. Um, 
Did you go? Did you go see Shea Stutzman? Is yeah. That not, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I saw Shea. Nice. Uh, which was awesome. Contractor in Aspen has been doing. They've been doing work in Aspen for seventy years. And now it's just a friend you travel 60 with. 60 years. <laughs> yeah. So he was over in Europe yeah. uh, with some of his his guys. And so I saw, spent a lot of time with him in Europe. And then I had never seen his company before. So I drove up into Aspen and, Love that. and saw what they were doing. That's really was, cool. Which was a total treat. I might actually, in September, go to work for him for a week. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like Eric just did. Yeah. Uh, he can give you some tips. You Aspen, know, get Aspen's better a little bit. Get out there. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of dirt talk. Nope. Hmm. Internal podcast. Just questions. trying to get started. You know what I mean. We got plenty to do this week. Plenty of podcasting. Dude, you better, you better get dialed in. Internal. We are just starting. We are friend. here. Okay, I got a couple questions for the internal podcast. Here we go. First one is from uh, Drew on the marketing team. It says, as an influencer, have you put focused off-camera effort towards polishing and practicing your speech and language skills, or do you simply just improve on the job? So communication is for sure a skill. Mm-hmm. 110%. And I feel like people just don't get that. They don't view communication as a skill. It's like, oh, he's just he's just good at talking. <laughs> he's just good at speaking. He's just good at writing. Or she's just great at so-and-so. I, no, no. I, I think I, it, it, is, it is just like playing an instrument or, or painting, like anything, man. And it's you, also a muscle, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But And you might be more naturally inclined or be starting in a better spot, but Ah, man, is it such a valuable, valuable skill. Mm-hmm. So I, <clears throat> as I've explained, was raised by a tax lawyer. A lawyer is nothing more than really just a communicator. That is it. All you do is manipulate the human la- the, the English language, period, if you're a lawyer in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the job, manipulating language. That's it. That's it. And so my dad... He was trained by this um, federal circuit judge in D.C. post-graduate law school, whatever it was. And he got really beat, you know, he got really beat up from a language standpoint. And so from that point on, he's been super critical on every single word counts. And so I remember he would sometimes read my English papers or my papers in high school or middle middle school. And they would come back just shredded. (laughs) I mean, just fucking obliterated every single word almost marked up because he's just like you could just do this so much more effectively and so it taught me to be really really critical about language and so as i've started doing this i it's been a lot of practice and just being diligent about going back through listening to a podcast how could i have phrased that better Mm -hmm. watching a speech over how could i have spoken more effectively um, I just get done speaking. Okay, what, what what worked well? What didn't go well? Okay, I just wrote this caption out. Okay, I'm going to do a second review of that caption to see what can I what can I cut out? What can I eliminate? What doesn't actually you know what is the point I'm trying to get across here, and what in this doesn't contribute to that whatsoever? And just delete it, delete it, delete mm-hmm. it. So after and and then I made a rule of I post on social media every single day. I made that rule five years ago. I haven't missed on that. It's every it's every day. Yeah. And if I have missed on that, it's because I haven't had cell service or something like that. Something something weird. Um, so it's I've written every single day. I've been critical of my language every single day. And as a result, you become better at communicating. Well, I, I've read somewhere once it's like 
good, uh, and this is maybe more specific towards like speaking and public speaking. Good public speakers aren't public speakers because they're good at speaking. They are good public speakers because they keep speaking. They mm-hmm. keep doing it. Yeah. And so I think what's been really interesting, especially with the podcast, is I can I can even see the difference between, you know, the episodes you were doing really early on by yourself, but you just had done 55 or something like that to now. I mean, we've done 100 since then. Mm-hmm. That like I I can see both like your your comfort in the conversation as well as you just sound more polished in in those types of environments. Um, that a lot of that is going to come from just doing it over and over and over and over and over. Well, I think you're being critical, but you start just doing it. The same the same to be said for you. Like I, honestly, I can you're you're way more comfortable and polished in this setting than you are on like a meeting if you're presenting something. Sure. And I'm sitting there, sitting there thinking, it's like, it's the same thing. It's the exact yeah. same thing. You're just, you're not in this room, you know, you're not in this comfortable environment that yeah. you've done every single time. But it's like, well, but the skill exists there. Like, it's right there. Yeah, it's right it's the in front thing. of you. You're right. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and, I, and I'm the same way. It's like, I'll look at myself in an uncomfortable position. I'm like, why the fuck can't I articulate that? I can articulate <laughs> it so effectively on here, yeah. on this stupid microphone. But over here, it's like, I sound like a jack wagon. <laughs> Come on, man. Like I, st- I was speaking on Monday and I get stumbled up in my language like minute one. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, Come on. <laughs> like, really? I've said the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yet here I am stumbling because I'm in front of an audience. Yeah. Um, But it's a... I think it's a combination too of thinking, of thinking, of being critical of your thoughts, of developing different opinions, of having challenging conversations, of therapy, of practicing speaking, practicing writing, uh, drilling into my head the importance of communicating and like, whoa, that's part of my job is communicating Mm -hmm. effectively. Reading is a very effective way to learn how to communicate better. just listening to people that are very effective at communicating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it's a combination of everything, but there's no one listening to this that would not benefit in their career or life from becoming a better communicator. Mm-hmm. Well, even like you say, you said that it's your job to be a good communicator. Well, it's all of our jobs to be a good communicator. I mean, that's pretty clear. That's yeah, that's it. That's like the basis of any kind of human relationship is communication. Yeah. You want to be a good. You want to be a good person. You want to have good friends, good relationships. Yeah. yeah, if you want to have a high quality life, high quality career, high quality relationships, it's communication, man. Mm-hmm. What does everybody say? Well, what's the secret to a, a good marriage? Communication. Yeah. Communication. You know, what do we need to do better as a business? Communicate more effectively. How do you become a better leader? Communicate more. It's it's all communication. So if you're not spending time to deliberately work on how you can effectively communicate, you are you're 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 leaving a lot on the table. You're leaving so much on the table. Mm-hmm. Well said. And I think any human can go become a, a fantastic communicator. And I think some of the best communicators in history started out as terrible communicators. Like if you read about Lincoln, yeah, for example. Yeah, that's I was thinking of too. Yeah, dude. He, he had a mess of a life for a very, 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 very long time before he learned how to effectively communicate. Like a long history of being super ineffective at mm-hmm. communicating. <laughs> and I... I mean, even just big picture, I've noticed I've just become more effective at communicating what it is BuildWit is trying to do and what problems we're trying to solve. And that's exciting because when I started the business, it was 
you know, come over here, we're right, you're wrong. And I've, uh, well, that's a terrible way to communicate and lead. I need to be, hey, you guys are doing a fantastic job, but also, have we have we thought about this? And and this is, I think could be something that that we need to think about. Yeah. And, and as soon as I've made that transition, I've become way more effective. I think one thing that can be difficult, and I'll say this from my perspective more than like you know we as people or we as builder or whatever. I'll say it just from my perspective. I think what can be difficult is that balance between like in the moment. I don't want to say criticism, but in the moment, like evaluation of how you're speaking and how you're communicating and like being focused on what you're saying. Because I, I think what I definitely have gotten more comfortable doing, especially in this space, is balancing that act between like, I'm, I'm thinking about what I'm saying right now, but also trying to like hold on to the through line of what I'm trying to finish saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the harder parts of communicating complex ideas when you're like not maybe not as comfortable or not as confident in those complex ideas yeah but that goes to it's like if you put in the time up front you'll when it comes time to actually explain those ideas and communicate those ideas Mm -hmm. you'll just you won't have to think about it you can just allow yourself to be unconscious and to just send it you don't have to think about it you know you know exactly Yeah. yeah Yeah. And I think it's, that's when things really happen. Like I was listening to Ed Milet talk about the other days, like stress. And he was just saying, stress is really when you're thinking about the outcome. Don't think about the outcome. He said, I, I have coached the best athletes in the world. When, is, when do they perform at the best? When they're not thinking. They're not thinking about delivering. They're just delivering mm-hmm. because they've put in all of that time and energy up front to get to that point where when it's time to shoot the th- free throw, they just shoot it. They don't have to think about it. And I think when it comes to communicating, I think that's a big part of it too. You have to put in the time up front. And I've learned, I've learned this with speaking, especially like the more time I put in up front, the more critical I am about how I'm going to deliver a message, the more effective it can become. Because when I'm speaking, I can just, I can just let it, let myself go. And just, it's almost like I black out. Like I get on the stage, check, here we go. I get off the stage. Okay. I'm done speaking. Are you able to, when you, I really can relate to the blackout thing, um, but when you are done, you know, giving a speech at an event or something like that, do you have good memory of what you just said? Or is it like, I need to watch <laughs> no, later? No, I need to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I need to go. Like, there's no way I could go effectively critique myself based on my memory of it. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how other people Yeah, because I feel like I do know people who are like, yeah, 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 of course. I've, I know exactly what I just, and I'm like, that's. I struggle with that because it's yeah. like prepare, prepare so much. Then there is that that muscle memory that like I, I am prepared for this moment, but I'm like so locked in when it's over. It's like, all right, what what did I say? You know, like I feel like there's a little bit of that in that case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's funny that you feel that way because you're going to give only more speeches. Yeah, part of life. Well, I want to do. I want to do more. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, it, I desperately want to do more because then I can become better and better and better. Like I. I, this was the first time I spoke where it's like, okay, this is starting to get fun because I think I'm starting to like just barely grasp how to deliver a message to an audience. Mm-hmm. And I want more practice. I want more opportunities to do this because it only, I can only grow it from here. And now I'm after like, I'm, I'm like, I just took my training wheels off the bicycle. Now it's like, dude. I can go so many places. There's so like, there's so much to do here. <laughs> yeah. now. I'm not limited anymore. I've mastered like the very basics. 
and it, it it's super exciting to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not before every speech like, yeah, I get to go talk to a room full of people. This is going to be awesome. You I'm like, it. no, yeah. this is the absolute worst. My brain's like, get the hell like, out of here. Why did I say yes to Run, this? Run, <laughs> go home, curl up on the couch, get out of here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, uh, it, it's not to say it's, it's, uh, within my natural behavior to do so, but, uh, you know, you got to get outside your comfort zone. I think one thing that's going to be fun, and I, I've done some, uh, prep work on this already is when you and I go do a live dirt talk mm-hmm. later in the summer, that's going to be very different than anything we've ever done. I was thinking about the other day too. I was like, we're going to need to practice. Yeah. We're going to need to run through that a few different times and a few different like settings. Me just setting more structure is not enough no, for that one. No, but that's, we're, we're essentially performing. And so, yeah, we're going to need to go put a lot of energy into that up front to mm-hmm. make it compelling. Cause that's another thing is, you know, if I'm going to call a meeting of everybody for an hour, I need to go deliver a lot of value to everybody. Or if I'm going to ask someone to listen to this podcast for 30 minutes, I need to go deliver enough value to make it worth your time. Uh, or if I'm going to go speak to an audience, hey, they're sitting here listening to me for this amount of time. I need to make it very, very, very worthwhile. And so it's my job to go prepare as well as I can yep. and do as well as I can for them. And maybe that's not enough, but I'm going to do everything I can right now because that's that's the least I can do. That's the bare minimum. And here we go. Yeah, that's going to be cool and a fun challenge. Yeah. So here we are. The The irony of this is uh, we've just spent like 10 minutes talking about good communication in a very unpolished manner. The internal podcast, man. They want to see the raw pieces, you know? Yeah. We're um, all talking about this and everybody's rolling their eyes. Yeah, like, come on, got it, yeah. guys. These guys are still a ways off from <laughs> communicating effectively. We're trying our hardest. Uh, thanks, Drew, for reaching out, man. That's a great question. He sent that to me directly through Slack. You know, I take questions in all ways. I'll take them to alexabuildwit.com. I'll mm-hmm. take it in the form on the Buildwit employee portal. Yeah. Take them on Slack. Bring write, them. write it on a newspaper. Throw it at your new house. That yeah. works fine, too. New house. I do, man. Yes. Very excited. Yeah. That was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, no kidding. Cool. Uh, I got to, what time are we at? This, we got to, this is a good question to end with. Are there any types of companies in the dirt world that we intentionally don't really work with? You know, obviously we've got a good bit of, of clients who focus on excavation. We've got a couple uh, demo partners, um, a couple mining, but not a ton of mining partners. Like, is there anything that it's like, yeah, it's just not going to really work for us to work with these types of companies. When I started out, it was a lot more selective because it was really just like, do I think that's cool? If sure. I think it's cool, we're game. We can work. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now that our mission has become much bigger and more encompassing of the entirety of the dirt world, I we're getting to a point where it's like, hey, if if there's a play here, if there's a way to make the dirt world a better place by working together, then we'll work together. I just, I think the only companies we'd avoid are just shitty companies because there are shitty companies out there. Oh, yeah. Not everybody is is here for the success of the dirt world. There are some out for themselves. Uh, and, and they're not super plentiful. They're not all over the board, but. That's um, an important bar that we set. Yeah. It's, for right now, I think, Bad companies, and I think the really big corporate companies are, I don't know if they're worth our time right now, Mm -mm. because it's just like, it's just a lot of 
effort and energy. And we haven't, I know we're working with some big companies right now, like a CW Matthews, but I'm talking like a Kiwit or a Granite or an Archer Western that just, they just have rules and rules and divisions and, and legal. And there's just, there's so much there that I just don't know if it's worth our time right now with our resources. Well, I think what's been interesting to see, and this is definitely from an outside perspective, um, because I'm not really doing much with the services team, is as we continue to like grow our offerings, that really diversifies and kind of opens up, or I'll say diversifies, but also like grows the table and we have more seats for, for different kinds of company. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not everybody has to come in necessarily and say, I can spend this hilarious amount of money and get all these awesome things. Cause like we did have, I won't say canned, but we did have like a defined, like, this is what you get. If you become a build with partner, the, this giant list, yeah. but like, as we continue to grow, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be all a cart, but like, there is clearly like an option for, you know, companies who only want these couple things. You know, like, I think that's just natural. And so I think that's really cool that as we move into that space, like you said, we're, we still be very selective, but who we're, kind of cutting away is you know the shitty companies exactly yeah it's i think kind of the two questions we need to ask ourselves is is this um is this project is it is it good a good financial decision for a business yeah because we you know in the call i'm gonna have friday so this is published friday right mm-hmm. before the call so if you're listening to this you've probably heard the call already it's we we need to be we need to be smarter about how we operate the business now. We're getting to a point where it's like, all right, we've we've had our fun, we've grown, we've built a lot of cool stuff, but now let's let's dial it back a little bit. Let's focus on, all right, we have these resources. Let's go make it work and go build a viable business, which is in everybody's best interest. Mm-hmm. So, does it work for us financially? And then, two, does it in some way contribute to making the dirt world a better place? So, if it does those two things. Great. Let's let's. Those go are do pretty it. fair questions too. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's not like, well, our business has to be really strict, and we have all these rules. It's like, no. In a lot of ways, that is also how we've kind of started the business too. But like you said, it, it we're kind of like tightening up the screws on some of those things. But it's still the two questions are: Is this a financially good decision for our business? Which mm-hmm. we, for the most part, have always made decisions through that lens. Yeah. And does this help the dirt world? We we have, but um. I don't think we've been as disciplined as we we should have been over the past four years. And it's largely, you know, it starts with me. It's just like, oh, yeah. Like even Steven yesterday, I was like, dude, I'll pay you for the photos you're taking right now. I'm like, Steven, don't worry about it, man. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 I don't care. Like, what, what's my time worth? And, and in, in it's hindsight. It's worth something. Well, turns out. It's, in hindsight, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I should probably get a little smarter about this. Um, or speaking. You know, I, I go speak on Monday. I, frankly, I did a good job. I did a much better job than the other the other two people mm-hmm. there. And uh, it's like I'm delivering a lot of value to a room full of people that are going to make a lot of money off this. I need to be charging for this shit. Um, so we, we just need to be more disciplined and effective financially because the reality is we don't make the dirt world a better place if our business doesn't work. That's how it, that's how it goes, man. Yep. Money makes the whole thing go around. So we can't go make the dirt world a better place if our business doesn't work. Our business isn't going to work if we're not making the dirt world a better place. It all ties in nicely together. Yep. So I think we need to focus more on does it work for our business? Is it a smart financial decision? Two, does it make the dirt world a better place? If you can answer those questions. I think there's a lot 
a lot of opportunity right in front of us. I, I think what I appreciate is the amount of structure that is built into what we do here at BuildWit to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously one group of like questions that help change, you know, help say how we make decisions is like what you're talking about. Is this financially a good decision for us? Does this help the door world? Does this make the door world a better place? And there's also like our core values. And I think what I've found a lot of value in the longer I've been here is as long as I'm trying to like live out the like core values of the company, I don't have to carry a lot of stress of hopefully this is a decision that's good for build with mm-hmm. because like I'm like making decisions based on like the, the whole thing we've all kind of agreed to. And so I think I find a lot of comfort in that knowing that like I have a structure for which or that is designed to help me make better decisions. And yeah. not that I feel like I make terrible decisions here, but I, I know that like there's a structure that allows me to make good decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really helpful. And, but the more people we bring on, the more important that gets. Correct. So I'm very thankful for that. Likewise. Um, well, we've got a bunch more podcasting to do this week, but um, I can tell you that I, I'm definitely looking forward to the call on Friday mm-hmm. about just kind of hearing where we stand with the, the Series A stuff. I know there's been a lot of maybe smaller questions that have either come through the podcast or um, just kind of get mentioned in passing to you and to other folks. I think just kind of everybody getting on um, a, a, the same page or at least a, a certain page that makes sense for everybody to like be a part of, yeah. I think is going to be really valuable. And that's, oh, I'm just, I'm so excited for it because it's, I mean, full transparency, not what we were hoping for, but that's not to say it's not going to work. Yeah, It's not like, oh, well, it wasn't what we were hoping for. We didn't, we didn't, you know, bad a thousand, so we're screwed. It's like, no, 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 that's not, that, that's not how it goes. Um, but, but okay, great. That's moving past that. We know what we have, and now we know what direction we all need to head in as a team. Yeah. And as, as long as we head in that direction as a team, we're going to make this thing work. Yeah, and those, it's gonna are, those work, are the good things. It's going to work really, really well. Love that. So I'm, I'm so excited to just finally get this. It's, it's not, it's not about, me and in like the stress uh, like oh finally the stress is gone it's not about that it's just like i just want to get everybody aligned Mm because we haven't really had that alignment honestly this whole year and so i'm so excited to just sit everybody down and say here is where we are going all of you have a big role in in this journey to play so let's go do it and we're gonna go do it so I'm I'm just I'm excited to finally it's just been like this weird or at least I've felt like this everybody's doing their best but there's still been a lack of alignment from the top down. I feel like we're finally there yeah. where we can say all right guys here's where we're headed here are the resources we have available to us here's the strategy let's go knock it out of the park. Love it. I'm looking forward to it. Um and I'm looking forward to being able to talk about it a little bit more after you know it's, it's out on the team we you know, all have kind of a similar baseline to ask new questions. Yeah. So that's going to be great. Uh, thanks, Aaron, for the internal podcast. Let's do it. Keep thanks, moving. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Send questions uh, via any kind of question submission format you would like to utilize to alex at buildwith.com or mm-hmm. to Alex in person or to Alex Horton on Slack or Alex, what's your new home address? Oh, Craig. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen soon. <laughs> uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thank you.